Hello, and welcome to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with aspiring artists and performers from our star-studded college community and shine a light on their sleigh. This week, for the first time ever, my guest is joining me via phone call because guess what? He's busy, okay? He's a very important man and he's always on the go and we are lucky to have him. It's COD alum and student filmmaker Eduardo Mata. Eduardo, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So why don't you start by telling me a little bit about who you are and what you do? All right. So my name is Eduardo Mata. I grew up my whole life in the Coachella Valley. Uh, when I was younger, my parents separated. So I've been moving from uh, Coachella to San Diego for like my whole life after like 14 years old. And I, the last time I moved back to the Coachella Valley, I decided to go back to college in the desert and I decided to go get a career and I really wasn't really know what I wanted to do. But then uh, I was always interested in film and I found out that they had a film program, like a film TV and electronic media program or associate's degree in a transfer. So I decided to do that and like, I really enjoyed it. So I kept on doing it and now I'm transferred and I'm going to San Diego State doing the same thing. So take me back to the beginning what exactly got you interested in entertainment the last time i moved back to uh coachella i was um looking for another part-time job like something really small like i think i was already going to college of desert but i really didn't know what i wanted to do so i went to palm springs and i i saw this job on uh craigslist like and it was like a really good paid job like i think at the moment it was like 16 dollars, i guess back then it was a lot for me uh so um i went and then it was at Oscars. I really didn't know what it was. It just says that they needed somebody to help around. And um, so when I finally went to Oscars, they finally told me what it was. And it was for a drag performance. It was like Cabaret. Like, have you ever, heard, have you ever seen Cabaret? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically that. You are good. And I really didn't know what Cabaret was. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do whatever, you know. And then and he, they told me that I was going to be like a stage manager. And I was like, oh, pretty cool. I was like, I've never done that before. I was never in the industry. I've never done any theater in my life. And then uh, it was a different, it was way different than what I expected. I really didn't think I was going to get into it or enjoy it. But then like the theater is a, is a different beast. Like you, when you do live performances and you do like stage back work, stage hand or uh, stage manager, it's a lot of responsibilities. They have to take controls and cue people to go in and out, uh, do set lists and do all that stuff that I really did enjoy them at the moment. And, and then and when everything's live. So like you always have to be on it. So like every time the curtain closed, I had to run over there. And I put all stuff away. Um, there's one night I remember um, there at the end of the performance, they usually have like this uh, ending uh, closing um, set that all the performers go out there and they undress from their drag performances into their actual per- uh, per- uh, personas, like their male personas. Right. And I remember um, this one time, like all the desks needed to be light. And I thought I connected all the light, all the desks, but I guess the last one closer to me didn't turn on. So I like military crawled behind every one of them while they're doing the performance to connect that desk. And I, at the, and then that was like the most exciting thing for me. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I loved it. Like running around. It's just like that energy that they, that I really enjoyed. So then that's when I decided I really want to join. It's, it's interesting. You don't see a lot of that. Like you really, you really sort of immersed yourself in like a very gay world. And you, yeah, it sounds yeah. like you learned mm-hmm. a lot from it. When I started at Oscars, I like, 
I was like really nervous about it. Like I'm a really shy guy. I've always been a shy guy since I was a kid. Like Oscar's like mate, you're like in front of the customers and you talk to people who come in to see the shows and then like you talk to the to the to the performers. So like your shyness like gets out of there. And I've seen so many crazy things at Oscars and like Anita and like all the drag queens like uh, Judith. They're like uh, they befriended me and like they took me out of my shyness. So. Yeah. In a gateway, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I've seen a lot of stuff, like, I've seen a lot of stuff. You are good. So I want to talk about your time at uh, COD Roadrunner Radio. I feel like after COVID, like, the station took a pretty big hit. Obviously, Tony left unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, to ask you what your experience was, was like at the radio station back then. Uh, I really had a great time, to be honest. Like, I never done radio production. And in the radio station, I learned to be like creative, like think out of the box, think think out of the box sometimes. And then when I need to be, think inside of a box. And that's what Tony, Tony taught me because because um, radio is like there's a lot of rules and like. But I remember Tony used to always tell me to think uh, if you thought inside of a box, try to think in, in that box and try to and try to do the best you can. And that's what I did. Like Tony was really a good guy. That's the only reason why I did uh, uh, pass uh, intermediate. I did intermediate radio production just because of Tony because. Um, I really enjoyed working with her, and she really enjoyed doing what uh, let me do what I want to do with my creative aspects. Did you guys used to do stuff live? Um, Tony was pushing, pushing, trying to do live. No, she really yeah. wanted a, a live show, and I think these kids did like it, kind of like an audio drama. It was, it was okay, and I liked it. And then I was really inspired to do something different because I saw everybody else doing like DJ, and I, w- I don't consider myself like really a DJ. I'd never done like a DJ set with music, and I love music, but. I didn't see myself like that. I saw myself as a storyteller. Right. So, and I was listening to a lot of audio dramas, and I was really into it. And I wanted to, to make myself one. So I, that's what I did. I decided to do an audio drama to be a little bit more creative, to beat the path away from what everybody else was doing. And what what was it about? <laughs> yeah. So my concept was called The Unknown. It was basically about an alien pancake who came to Earth and, like, <laughs> infected them, infected the people with a zombie-type pancake disease that turned everybody instantly into pancake zombies Brains. so uh let's talk transfer because mm-hmm. you're a transfer student you transfer to sdsu and mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm probably considering something very similar um but mm-hmm. i'm i'm finding it all to be pretty intimidating so yeah i wanted to ask about your experience with that uh first of all how many schools did you apply to um, so I, I think I applied to Cal State Northridge. I applied to Cal State LA. I applied to uh, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't remember where else I applied, but I, I got into all of them except Cal State Northridge. And I was like, I wanted to get there, but LA is really expensive, mm-hmm. to be honest. I'm happy I didn't go to LA because it's really expensive. If I'm working like two jobs now, I will be working like three jobs over there or four jobs. Did you have to? Uh, did you have to submit a, submit a portfolio or anything like that? Yes. Yeah, so to get into the film in this, uh, film program here in San Diego State, you have to submit a portfolio, and I think it's in all of them. Like, if you're trying to get into the film production, you have to submit a portfolio to get accepted into the film program. And did you have any? Did you have any sort of like fully produced projects at that point? To uh, not really. Like everything I have done has been like these past two years like right. my duel that i did my short film my silent short film i did last year uh for the petition but i didn't i didn't submit for the petition petition last year 
this year I decided to do it after, uh, to submit it, but then I did another creative material. It's called uh, Bad Boy with my dog and, and myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the second production I've done like with sound effects, like fully production. I wanted to ask too, uh, what kinds of obstacles did you face uh, being in university for the first time? Um, it's challenging. So if, uh, community college, if you think community college is hard, get into a university, it's harder. Right. To be honest. Like, it's true what they said. If you're like an, an A average student, your grades will, affect, will be affected. You got to like, you got to step up because it's not like the pool is different. Like there's more right. people, more people with who have, uh, who come from different cities that are, are like the best and they're going to that university. So it's like, it's a little bit harder. Like my grades, my grades are not that bad, but I wish I could be a lot better. So I need to like work more on myself and work to focus on my work. And, and that's basically it. Like it's, it's hard. It's hard, but it's worth it. Like yeah. I love going to San Diego state. Like San Diego, I was, I was not happy. I didn't get into Cal state Northridge because that was like the place to be, but I'm actually happy. I went to San Diego state. And do you have any, do you have any words of wisdom or encouragement for anyone looking to follow that same path? Uh, to not stop trying. I know Sandy, I know college of the desert seems like a long way and you have to do like maybe three, four years. It depends how long you take, but it's worth it. Like, just don't finish it. I mean, don't uh, finish it. Don't <laughs> finish it. Like, don't quit on your college dream because I've been trying to get a college degree for like a long time. And I'm like, now I'm like the closest I've ever been and I'm not going to quit. And I recommend nobody else quit because a college education is important and it's a goal to really complete. Yeah, that's that's inspiring. I mean, me personally, I also, I also took a break from college mm-hmm. and... Now I'm about to turn 26, um, mm-hmm. so it's it's good to hear that because you you do feel sometimes like it's never it's never gonna end and yeah. Uh, I always wanted to get a college education. Nobody in my family has gotten a college education before. Like um, I'm the first one to ever go to a university. I'm setting the standard, and I want to actually bring it back to my family because uh, my dad has always wanted me to get a college education. Um, and now personally, like it's my goal. Like before. I used to think it was like mostly my dad's goal, mm. but now I, it's my goal. Like I want to finish it because this 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 journey I've been on for like many years, and I could never pass this journey. And like yeah, and I I think that's a really important mentality shift to go from like I'm here because I'm supposed to be because of my parents mm-hmm. to I'm here because I I actually want to be, and this is something that's mine. And a lot of people straight out of high school they don't really have that yet. They don't have that sense of yeah. ownership over their dreams. Mm-hmm. So let's move on because I want to get mm-hmm. into uh, some of your projects. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen your two shorts, Duo, mm-hmm. and your latest one that just came out, Bad Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because they're they're pretty different. Duo's all yeah. suspenseful and black and white with no mm-hmm. uh, spoken dialogue, and then mm-hmm. Bad Boy you describe as a buddy comedy. So yeah, I'm trying to describe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what kind of genre it falls into, to be honest. I thought, I thought that just... was pretty accurate. I thought buddy comedy fit. Um, so yeah, wa- yeah, walk me through that and sort of your style and what you're going for in your films. So I guess between the two, let's compare the two. So um, Duel was basically my first ever project that I ever done. Like I directed, I recorded, I, I written. Um, at first, I, I wanted it. I really didn't know if I wanted lines in it. But I wanted to. I wanted it to be an homage 
to the old school ways, like a suspense mm. without. Hey, it's all showing about your facial features. It ain't about the the dialogue that mm. convinces you. It's about the actor that convinces you, like the facial the facial features that they go through, the the reactions they get. That's what I really wanted with Duel, and I it basically came out how I wanted. I pictured it. It took me like eight hours to record at my house in the Coachella Valley. So yeah, my niece did it. <laughs> Uh, my my niece, me, my my two nieces, and my girlfriend. My girlfriend kind of like helped me with like the the effects of like knocking on on the window when right. she looked at the window, and I was just behind the camera. And it's 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 frustrating to be honest. Sometimes it does get really frustrating. In the beginning, you I get really frustrated because I want to get like shots how I wanted to see, and then sometimes I feel like I don't get them. But then when I finish the project, it comes out better than what I imagined. What were you shooting on? Oh, my phone. I just shoot, I shoot always on my iPhone. That's really Technology impressive. Technology is so advanced. Technology is so advanced that anybody could shoot on their iPhone, to be honest. Yeah. That's, that's why I try to tell people, like, a lot of people say, you shoot on your iPhone. I was like, yeah, I shoot on my iPhone. Like, technology is so advanced. It's not how it was before. Like, ca- these cameras are made to shoot. To shoot. Anybody could just take an iPhone and record. That's how social media is about. They all, they all record on their phones. Yeah, I feel like not enough people take advantage of that. Yeah, this the technology is there. People should take advantage of that more. So tell me about the shift from from duo to, to bad boy. What was that all about? Uh, so, uh, so the shift to duo to bad boy, I'm guessing, uh, when I did my, when I was going to do my petition the first time, they told me to shoot something else because it was just duo didn't really, wasn't like a narrative story. Like with, mm. it is a narrative story, but it isn't dialogue based. Mm-hmm. And I needed something stronger. So... I wrote Bad Boy that year and I never recorded it. I got really frustrated with it when I started recording it and I just quit on it. So this year when I needed to record it again, I was thinking of doing something else, but then I had that script for Bad Boy and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. And I did it and I recorded it with my dog. My dog, I took my dog. My dog has been in like Petco uh, training ever since he was a puppy. Because so yeah, I was about like to say, that was yeah. very impressive, actually, acting from your dog. <laughs> no, my dog is like, my dog has an Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, so he's always been in front of the camera ever since he was like a little pup. <laughs> what's what's the talking, Instagram so we can plug it? Uh, oh, man, let me see. Uh, I got to look it up. But it's like, um, it's uh, Max the Chug underscore 22. Yeah, and it's also on like my video projects uh, on the YouTube descriptions. I put his Instagram on there. Um, so like I try to, he's always been, he's been like my little star ever since he was a pup. So yeah. I did, I put him in the Petco training. So he, he completed, he did advance like twice because when he was a uh, younger, I don't, I don't take him a lot to the parks anymore, but when he was younger, I wanted him to be socialized with dogs. So I put him in that training to help him out and, uh, to socialize with that other animals. And it helped. Like he listens to me. He, uh, I tell him to sit, he sits. I tell him he messes around. He's a good dog. I really, uh, I love that dog so much, to be honest. Like a son, I guess. I don't have no sons, but he's kind of like my little son. Um, so he's he's like everything to me. So when I decided to write Bad Boy, I wanted to put him in there because he's always been in my projects. And he's like, he did a really good job with it. He kind of gets bored. He, 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 trust me, he's like, he's like, I don't want to be in front of this camera no more. Like, I, I'm tired of it. You could tell like his reactions from the beginning of the shot because he's really into it at kind of the end he's kind of like like kind of out of it over there he doesn't <laughs> want to be he's like i'm done <laughs> i feel bad for him to be honest sometimes <laughs> and and you as well i mean you you starred in in bad boy yeah. which i thought was interesting uh, is acting something that you're interested in <laughs> no to be honest <laughs> the only reason why i started in it because i'm like the only actor i know yeah yeah that's how it goes sometimes i mean it's yeah. hard it's hard finding a building a crew right 
Yes, it is. It's hard, especially if uh, if I'm just a student and you don't have money. <laughs> yeah, and how, so how does hard. that how does that work? Like at at the school, how do you how do you build a crew? Uh, it depends. Like it's all about like who you know. If yeah. You have to network and get to know people, and like like I said, that's like usually my like my flaw. Like I'm yeah. not really good at networking, and that's what I need to do more. And so I'm trying to put myself out there. Like I joined a a, a student club at the at San Diego State. It's called uh, Skulls and Daggers. It's a theater's art mm-hmm. club. So I'm trying to hope to find meet actors there and maybe get a little bit more guidance if I need to do work on my own projects. I need to be a, a better actor because, to be honest, I don't really think I'm an actor. <laughs> I just I just read the lines how I guess I wrote, wrote it. Yeah. Like I don't know. I try to be angry in the video and it seems like I'm not even angry. It seems like I'm just like <laughs> laughing or something. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's funny. And that's I think that's something that people don't realize necessarily. I mean, they think like, oh, you go to film school and you're just going to be mm-hmm. like assigned uh, a crew. You're going to be assigned team. actors or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, you have to you have to put in the work to to make that happen. Yeah. Like I know I know a couple of people who asked because uh, we we're doing petitions again and they asked me because I recorded with other people before um, and I helped them record it and they asked me again this time. But I was like taking off to Hawaii. But I think I could, if I could build a crew, I know people, but like, it's pretty hard. Like, and especially not everybody wants to go to Tijuana. Like, oh, right. you're going to record in Tijuana. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's where I, that's where I base myself at. <laughs> and like the money too, right? Cause you'd have to. Yeah. Pay and then like take them out to eat or uh, people are simple. Like I bet you if I talk to people, they'll work with me, but I'm not that far in the process yet. So I'm trying to get more into, I'm, I'm trying to get into the film program and i feel like once i go in a film program that's when i start meeting people yeah yeah yeah. they're gonna be aligned to what they what we want to do we all want to do film so i guess from there that's when i'll start taking off and filming with other people or like working with other people for sure and like they help you and you help them and it's just like this mutual thing yeah for sure uh well on that note i -hmm. think we should get to our skits are you how how do you feel about that (laughs) I feel pretty. I feel, I feel confident that my acting could get by with what I got. Okay. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. I'm Matez Garone with Eduardo Mata, and this is Spotlight COD. It's the prank caller. Don't answer. How does he always know when we're having dinner? Don't answer. I'm putting an end to this tonight, okay? I promise. <sighs> Hello? Cha-cha-cha. Who is this? Cha-cha-cha. 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 Young man, listen to me. I'll have you know my father's in the hospital and we're waiting on a very important call tonight, okay? So please, just this once, do me the courtesy of leaving me the hell alone or I'll be forced to call the police. Just stop. Why are you engaging me? Because it feels homophobic, okay? And this is me standing up for myself because apparently no one else ever will. Oh, please. And I just know this is one of your scorned students and this is going to be Cincinnati all over again. I'm walking away. Yeah, wow. Listen, if what I just said is true, say cha-cha-cha. Did you hear that? He said cha-cha-cha! He always says cha-cha-cha. Daddy, what's going on? Fabian, go back to bed. I'll tell you what's going on, Fabian. Our family's being torn apart by a madman, and your father doesn't have the backbone to do a thing about it. Cha-cha-cha. Oh, 
I can't take it anymore. Just look at you. Look at what you've become. Oh, God, I'm broken. <laughs> Our family is ruined. No, this ends right now. Hello, who am I speaking to? Hey, bro. <gasps> Turn around. Hi, and welcome back to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with artists and performers from our college community and shine a light on their sleigh. This week, we're joined by COD alum and filmmaker Eduardo Mata. Eduardo, we've talked about your story and we've talked about your art, and now it's time to play a little game. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. I love games. So this is a game I call 16 Questions. I'm going to be asking you 16 rapid-fire questions in the mm -hmm. style of an obnoxious celebrity interview, and you're going to respond to the best of your ability. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, cue the music. Question one, do you think dinosaurs had feathers? Oh, wow, that's a great thing right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing no. Describe your perfect lazy Sunday. My perfect lazy Sunday. I guess my perfect lazy Sunday is just staying at home and watching movies. Do you stand with the Rohingya people? Um, uh, oh, damn, that's I don't know. Um, yes, I guess. What's the first thought that popped into your head when you woke up this morning? I need coffee. What's your motto in life? Look, I'm gonna take this from John Cena. Never give up. If Bethany Frankel is selling it, are you buying it? Uh, I don't know who Bethany Frankel, but she sounds like she could sell some stuff, so yes. What do men want? Oh man, that's a hard time. What do men want? Um, what do I want? I don't I guess, I guess playing video games. Have you ever punched a wall? Oh yeah, all the time. If dogs could talk, what would they say about the escalating tensions in the Middle East? That they need to stop that shit. How old were you when you started noticing gravity? Uh, um, I think two when I fell that one time. How many gay friends do you have? Oh, I, I can't count because I have a lot. I actually believe that. Yeah, I, I, I know a lot of gay people, so. If they built a statue of Amelia Earhart in your backyard, would you tear it down? No, because she disappeared and Amelia Earhart is a hero to me. When we die, does it cut to black? I'm guessing yes. Who would you call to bail you out of jail? Oh, my dad. And finally, question 16, would you give it all up for love? Yes. Love has nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay, that was good. That was the 16 questions. How do you feel? Oh, do you feel famous feel yet? Good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with artists and performers from our college community and shine a light on their sleigh. I'm joined this week by COD alum and student filmmaker Eduardo Mata. Eduardo, how are you doing so far? I'm doing great. I really love being on the show. So I want to close our discussion today by talking about the future. 
what mm-hmm. is next for you? Um, I guess my, what's next for me is my main goal is to graduate from college, I guess. Uh, I really want to get that bachelor's degree that I've been working so hard towards. And then after that, I want to try to get maybe move to LA to try to get into any production or any TV show or any film industry that I could get into, try to get myself in. I really want to do a play one day and I feel like I want to bring it to Oscars. Ooh, that would be cool. That's what I want to do. Like I I want to like I kind of want to do a play about how working in a drag as a straight person. Oh sh- that's what I, I would do. watch I feel that like, and it's gonna and it's gonna be called palm springs that's what i want it to be called because it's, it, oscars is palm springs like i want it to be like that so I'm, i i want to pitch that to it but i gotta write something that's why i kind of want that's why i joined skulls and daggers because they're theater performers and yeah I need, yeah yeah you know, theater people if i want to do something like that the last thing i the last thing i want to touch on today is this idea of success Obviously, Mm -hmm. success is something super subjective and always shifting. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to know, how do you define artistic success for yourself, even if you don't necessarily make it big? What does success look like for you? I think success looks like, to me, is me producing content that I enjoy and having it out there in the world. Like, even though Duo and uh, Bad Boy isn't like a hit and has many views, Mm-hmm. But I see that as a success because I have I have never done a project like these and they're out in the world and anybody could watch my storytelling. Anybody could go on YouTube and look at it and, and see it. So I consider myself a success in my own right. Yeah, and it's it's really all about at the end of the day just making stuff that you're proud of, right? Like that's all yeah. you can do mm-hmm. and Yeah, I I'm proud of my uh projects. Any projects that I've done I'm really proud of. I know they're not like perfect or clean, but to me, they're like my baby projects and I enjoy every one of them. No, but I, I will say that I, I mean, I, I felt a lot of love when I was watching your videos. I, I felt the love that you put into them. It's clear that you care about this and that you have something to mm. say, you have a voice. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm hoping to do more projects. I have a lot of stuff in mind. So um, I'll see how far I go with this. Well, we are looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, thanks. <laughs> hey, COD's always been there for me and COD's always going to be there for me and I'm always going to be there for them Eduardo do you to close our show do you have uh, any any shout outs you want to give yeah one shout out to my brother-in-law who's always been there Andrew Cortez he did the voice for Max and uh, and Bad Boy I want to thank him for always taking the time and being there for me even though I get frustrated in the audio recordings uh, and we mess around all the time, but he's always been there. And he asked me if I was ever going to put him in a project, and I finally did. So I hope he enjoys that project. That's beautiful. Well, Thank that's you. just about all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us, Eduardo. I, I hope you had fun. And no, uh, you're, anytime, man, anytime. And you're welcome here at the station whenever you want to stop by. <laughs> uh, don't say that because I'll be there every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, hey, let me have a radio show again. Please, please, just I want to be on air. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Join us next Sunday at 11.30 a.m. for our next episode of Spotlight COD right here on COD Roadrunner Radio. I'm Mateus. And I'm Eduardo. Bye.